Welcome to the Wellness and High Performance Podcast with your host, Coach Peter. Wellness is the foundation that unlocks your highest performance both mentally and physically and allows you to enjoy life to its fullest. In each episode, I share bite-sized health, fitness and performance lessons that are going to help you to live your best life. So, put on your shoes, head out of the door and start stepping into your potential. Hello friend, this is Coach Burr. In today's episode of the podcast, I want to talk to you about the importance of spending time in nature and how Mother Nature can be the ultimate mental and physical well-being booster when you just give her the chance to work her magic on you. Lately, I've been reading a book by Daniel Lieberman and the book is called The Story of the Human Body. And he basically goes through the whole human evolution, starting from starting from the great apes. You know, we come from the lineage of the great apes. We, our closest cousins are chimpanzees and bonobos. And our paths diverged from chimpanzees and bonobos about 7 million years ago. From 7 million years ago, which is a long bloody time, there were a couple different stages. One of them was Australopithecus. Australopithecus is one of is the our oldest common ancestor with, with chimpanzees, and the earliest hominids, meaning humans, different species of humans, because there used to be many many different species of humans. The earliest species of hominids evolved around two million years ago. And our species of humans, the Homo sapiens, the modern human, they evolved around 200,000 years ago. So what's absolutely mind-boggling to me that I've understood through reading this book is actually how little our bodies have changed as time has changed. And I've kind of known it before, before, but this book has really drilled it in how our bodies are still in the stone age, you know, like our bodies have evolved to be hunter-gatherers. Everything that you see on your body today is because of the adaptations that the human body had to undergo to be able to survive in the wild as a hunter-gatherer. So fundamentally, our bodies have evolved to live outside. And, you know, there are many, many things that have changed from when our ancestors were still hunting and gathering. You know, what we eat has changed, how much we move each and every day. We don't have to hunt anymore. We've got, I've got a fridge. That's pretty amazing. You know, I don't have to hunt. I'm just going to go in the supermarket or even better. I don't even have to go in the supermarket. I'm just going to tap on my phone. And someone's going to bring food for me. And then I can put it into my magical box that's going to preserve the food for me. When you stop and think about how insane that is from the perspective of how long, for how many thousands, hundreds of thousands of years, that was completely unheard of. And our ancestors had to survive in the wild. (laughs) It's just, it's insane and it kind of makes you, it's grateful. I'm, I'm incredibly grateful that I can be right now recording this podcast and talking to you and I don't have to be 
hunting my food. And you know, of course, one of the most fundamental things that has changed from the days, this is obvious, from the days that our ancestors were hunting gatherers is how much time we spend outside and how much time we spend in nature. Because now we have these things called buildings. You know, I don't even live in a house. I live in a building. I basically live in a box that's designated for myself and my girlfriend that's on top of other boxes where are other people living in there. And that's just, this is just silly. This is just insane. Anyways, the point I'm making is that Daniel Lieberman, he he goes into talking about these things called mismatch diseases. So what is a mismatch disease? A mismatch disease is a disease that is affecting the human population today, but it did not exist while our ancestors were still hunting and gathering and living in the wild. So I'm going to list mismatch diseases right now, and this is according to Daniel Lieberman. So obesity, type 2 diabetes, coronary heart disease, osteoporosis, hypertension, certain reproductive cancers, non-infectious mismatch disorders, asthma, allergies, chronic insomnia, cavities, anxiety, depression, flat feet, myopia, and back pain. All of these are so-called mismatch diseases, meaning that they did not exist 10,000 years ago, when our ancestors were still hunting and gathering in the wild. But nowadays, these are absolutely rampant. These are, these are the most common causes of loss of healthy years. We are at a stage right now in our evolution where we're living very, very long. The, the lifespan of humans is very long, but the health span of humans is much, much shorter. For example, in Australia, in this year, or was it last year, sorry, in 2021, your life expectancy was 82 and a half years, your average life expectancy, a little bit higher for women, a little bit lower for men. But your average health expectancy is 72 years. So in other words, on average, you can expect to spend the last 10 years of your life with delirium, disease, or frailty. And what exactly are the diseases that are impacting older individuals? Obesity, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, osteoporosis, hypertension, all the things that I just listed as being mismatched diseases that didn't even exist, those are the ones that are reducing the amount of health span that we have available to us on this day and age. And the thing is that these are not just old people's problems nowadays. These are young people's problems and younger and younger people are running into problems with type 2 diabetes, with obesity, with heart problems and with bone loss. And that's just simply because we don't behave in the way that our genes are expecting us to behave. And 
if you're not behaving in the way that your genes are expecting you to behave, you can think of your your genome, your genes, it's like a keyboard on a piano, right? And you are the player. You are playing, you are tapping onto these different genes. And depending on what you do, depending on what you eat, certain genes are going to be activated and certain genes are going to remain dormant. So if you don't behave in the way that your ancestors behaved, unfortunately, you are not going to be realizing the gifts that live inside your genome that are related to longevity, health, well-being. And unfortunately, you are realizing the unfortunate things that live inside your genome. Each one of us is a little bit different. You can think of your genome as a chain. Everyone has their chain. And everyone's chain has a weak link in it. So if you pull on your chain, over time, that chain is going to get weaker and it's going to break from somewhere. And each one of us has inherited a different type of a chain. And each one of us has different heritable weaknesses in the, in the chain. But still, it's your behavior and it's your environment that's going to determine whether you actually end up pulling on that chain and whether you actually end up breaking your chain from the weakest link. And some of these examples are some people are going to run into problems with, you know, heart disease. Some people are going to run into cancer. Some people are going to run into whatever it may be, autoimmune problems. The point I'm trying to make here is that if you want to realize all the gifts that live in your genes and avoid those unfortunate things living that are living inside your genes, you need to behave a little bit more like your ancestors did, like our hunter-gatherer ancestors did. So this doesn't mean that we're gonna <laughs> go and live in Congo or no, that was a bad example. That we go somewhere in Papua New Guinea. There's still tribes there that haven't been discovered. There's in Africa. There's still some Hasta people, for example. Those guys are still running, running a completely or almost authentic hunter-gatherer lifestyle. Of course, it's not fully authentic because they've still had contact with farmers for about ten thousand years. Because beyond ten thousand years, no farmers didn't used to exist. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> you're you know the point isn't that we're gonna have to go and join a indigenous community somewhere but the point is that we have to change our modern lifestyle to be a little bit more like that of of our ancestors so that is how we're gonna come back full circle to nature and how spending more time in nature can be absolutely transformational for your body so in, in the Japanese language, there's a really cool word, which is called, uh, the word is Shinrin-yoku. And I'm probably, my pronunciation is probably terrible. Shinrin-yoku. This Shinrin-yoku um, word stands for, quote-unquote, forest bathing. 
or the other way to explain this is taking in the forest atmosphere. So there's actually a ton of science behind this thing. So what, what this thing basically is, sorry, what this thing is, is it's spending time in nature. You go into the forest and it's like a meditative walk. You don't bring your phone. You go into the forest, you listen, you smell, you touch. And it's this combination of being surrounded by nature I'm sure you're getting exposed to healthy microbiomes, you're getting exposed to healthy microorganisms when you're touching things and you're smelling things and it's said that it's a good idea when you go in the forest like take some leaf mold, take some leaf bark and smell it and touch it and this way you allow these healthy microorganisms to <laughs> basically allow them to jump onto you and this is basically a way of taking a probiotic we take a probiotic by taking in the capsule well what you can also do is just go into nature and grab a bit of leaf mold from the ground and have a really good sniff of it or take some moss and smell the moss and you've just basically inhaled a ton of microorganisms and you've just <laughs> taken a probiotic in a little bit different form but so it's the combination of being surrounded by nature getting some sunlight smelling touching letting these microorganisms migrate themselves to you and join your microbiome it is the combination of all these things that makes forest bathing and spending time in nature incredibly good for your body and I want to talk to you about a particular paper that was published by Yao et al. in 2020. So this was a meta-analysis, meaning that it was a review of a lot of different studies that talk about the same thing. And they wanted to find the impacts of forest bathing on pre-hypertensive or hypertensive adults. And meaning that these were people with high blood pressure levels. So they wanted to see how spending time in nature impacts their blood pressure levels and their health. So in this review there were 14 papers that were included in the final review and what they found was that forest bathing and walking in the forest was very effective at reducing blood pressure, lowering resting heart rate, increasing heart rate variability, improving all cardiac polymer parameters and improving metabolic function and inducing a positive mood so this is we've seen some physiological benefits here but what about the psychology walking in the forest and forest bathing was effective at inducing a positive mood reducing anxiety levels and Finally, improving the quality of life of pre-hypertensive or hypertensive adults. That's amazing. We're talking about going for a walk in the forest here. And we're getting all these incredible benefits, not only for your mind, but also for your body. That's absolutely insane. The researchers go to talk about the fact that these studies showed 
that just practicing a single forest walk or forest therapy program could produce very robust short-term physiological and psychological benefits. And the researchers conclude that forest bathing, particularly forest walking and specific types of therapy, they have physiologically and psychologically relaxing effects on middle-aged and elderly people with prehypertension and hypertension. So you don't have to be prehypertensive or hypertensive to benefit from this. We have evolved to spend time outside, so it only makes sense that finding likes like this are coming out. Spending time in nature, spending time in the forest is absolutely great for you, and I'm sure you can relate. I just had the most amazing end of the year holiday this year. Me and my girlfriend Teresa, we went to Cairns, which is a tropical part of the northern Queensland here in Australia, and in there there is a place called Daintree Rainforest. So the Daintree Rainforest is is about two two hour drive up from Cairns, and in the Daintree Rainforest it's actually the oldest rainforest in the whole world today. So it's absolutely fascinating the place when you ride drive there. As soon as you get out of the car, you can just there's something in the. It's really hard to put your finger on it. But you can just sense that there's something really, really special about this place. And we actually went on a crocodile spotting tour because in the Daintree River, the swimming is not recommended because there's a lot of very, very big saltwater crocodiles. Unfortunately, we didn't end up seeing any crocodiles because it's the middle of summer here in Australia. And by the way, this is a great takeaway. If you ever want to go on a crocodile spotting tour, you want to go during the Australian winter or wherever there are crocodiles elsewhere than in Australia. Wherever you are, it's better to go see crocodiles in the winter time. Here's why. Because crocodiles need the sunlight or the water to regulate their temperature, right? So in summertime, it's too hot in the sun and it's going to be really cool in the bottom of the river. So crocodiles are going to spend most of their time submerged in water underneath the water. And great, that's good. You know, why don't you just wait there and wait for the crocodile to come out? Well, the thing is that a crocodile can actually hold their breath for up to seven hours. So you might be up for a little bit of a wait there. And unfortunately, we actually weren't able to see any crocodiles on this tour, probably because of this fact that it was a really, really hot, stinking hot day, and they were just probably all chilling in the bottom of the river. And then on the flip side, in winter time, now the river is actually going to be a little bit too cold. So they actually have to get out of the river and they actually have to spend time on the banks of the rivers sunbaking. So they're basically going to spend all of their time on the banks sunbaking. So it's really easy to spot them in the winter time. So that was a bit of a sidestep here, but you know, if you're ever going to go um, crocodile spotting, make sure that you do it in, in the winter time. But anyways, what I wanted to say about the Daintree Rainforest 
is that it's just a spectacular place and spending time in a place like that it just it just grounds you immediately when you go there you forget about everything else and you just there it's very easy to be present so i would suggest you know one when you go on the holidays go for hikes go explore the natural world is absolutely awesome it's one of the best things that you can do on a holiday but try to find somewhere where, around where you live you know you might live in a city find a park that you really really like and just find a spot where it's like as as green as possible and just go there and just hang out with the trees don't bring your phone just go and hang out with the trees and i've spoken to you about walking without any distraction before here in the podcast and just going for a walk in the forest without the phone just letting thoughts come and go don't let don't you know audiobooks and podcasts are great like this one it's great to listen to that stuff but every now and then just go without completely without any stimulation at all and just hang out with the trees just hang out with the animals hang out with the smells and the sounds and it's very very good for you it makes you feel really good and as you've seen we actually have some good data here suggesting that it's actually really really good for your mind and your body and your physiology so if you have any crocodile stories or if you have any anything you'd like to add to this episode don't hesitate to send me a message on instagram at coach dot oh sorry no that's at instagram hello at coach oh my god on instagram at coach if you want to send me email if you want to say hi or if you have want to give me some feedback or anything else you can send it to hello at coach got it out finally if you've enjoyed this episode please share it with at least one other person who you think would also enjoy this episode i hope that you have an absolutely fantastic day thank you so much for listening this is coach Burr. let's do this